0: Welcome back to What is Life, Dude. We are Eric and Sarah.
1: Welcome back. Happy Wednesday or whichever day you're listening to this.
0: Oh, it's Wednesday. Yeah. (laughs) They're listening when this comes out at 3 a.m. Pacific time. Nice. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about, well, what are we going to be talking about? I've been trying to figure out in my brain how to phrase, I mean, there will be a title of this episode. So by the time this goes up, we will have figured out exactly what to call it. But Mm -hmm. we're going to be talking about our hobbies and our interests and how we balance them. Right. And how we move between, well, how we move between them.
1: Right. This was inspired by a conversation we actually had a few days back where we were talking about how Eric and I both balance our different hobbies in vastly different ways so I'm very this is something I just have come recently to realize is not like something that's wrong with me I always thought it was but I'm very all or nothing with all of my interests so I'll be like hard into one thing like right now I'm very obsessed with cooking almost to the exclusion of all other interests like I will just completely table other things that I was previously obsessed with whereas Eric is a much more I don't know how would you describe You're much more consistent in all ways of life, but with hobbies especially.
0: Yeah. Um, I I tend to... I have the things I like, right? Mm-hmm. I like the things I like, and I do them all, well, like you said, consistently. Right. But, I mean, you know, like anyone, sometimes I'll, I'll get into one thing more than another. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like, oh, I'm, I've been playing... And they will be the show on PS4 (laughs) every day for like five days or something. And then I won't play for like a week. And then Mm -hmm. I'll play for two weeks. Like everyone does that, right? But in general, I like the things I like and I do them. Most
1: days. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. On a consistent basis. Um, But something I've learned, which we'll get into, is how to balance them properly. Right? Because the way Sarah operates... She kind of it's like one thing at a time, one thing at any given point in her life that she's super super invested in where sometimes whereas sometimes I'll try to i I don't know, I'll try to do everything like a hundred percent and there's just no time or room in your brain for that
1: right so before we jump fully into this topic, I want to do some administrative stuff, right? oh, yeah. Or, you know what, not even administrative yet, I want to put our positivity box at the beginning of the episode today, just okay. because I feel like sometimes by the time we get to the end of the topic, we're, like, exhausted, but in a good way, you know? Right. And then the positivity box ends up being just related to the topic, which isn't bad, but I kind of wanted to bring in some random positive energy. So, okay. give us a positive thing you're excited about that, uh, you know, just random.
0: Okay. My positivity box is, you know, I I had, I was thinking of something while you were saying that, and I pulled out my phone to pull out the list of supporters, mm-hmm. which we'll do in a second, and the the thought poofed from, from my brain. Okay. Actually, no, I have something else. My positivity box is, I just got off the phone with Geico, mm. and speaking of administrative mm-hmm. <laughs> work... I just got off the phone with Geico, and I told them, "Hey, I don't go to a job anymore. I work from home. Yada yada yada. I don't use my car as much." And they dropped like four hundred and fifty dollars a year off my nice. policy cost. That's a Cause lot because I just don't use my car as much as I did when I got my auto policy, right. and I've kind of just like, I just like didn't care. And about
1: especially it. since most of us are—I mean, not a lot, not most of us, but a lot of us are working from home now.
0: Yeah, I wonder who still is working from home. Hmm. Um, But yeah, that's my positivity box is that I finally, after (laughs) we've been here for, what, a month and a half? Month and a half. And I was like, yeah, I moved to California. And they were like, great, uh, your policy is now much more expensive. Yeah. I almost said, okay, well, that's how it goes. And then I was like, you know what? Let me call them and just ask. And they Mm -hmm. were like, oh, yeah, you don't need to be paying that much at all right so boom money saved
1: i'm glad i'm glad that they didn't give you a hard time either because i feel like when we think about those types of calls we always kind of assume that the person's gonna try and dig us around and it really sucks because it's
0: not it's not their fault yeah like they're just being told by their supervisor Mm -hmm. who's being told by another long string of supervisors (laughs) Mm -hmm. to do business a certain way and they probably feel bad reaming us because they mm-hmm. get the same thing done to them by other companies.
1: Yeah. So. Totally. I need to do that as well. Mom, I, and I do need to get you? health insurance. That's what I need to do.
0: You don't have health insurance? I, have Colorado, I have Colorado health, Colorado health.
1: health insurance mm. still. I this is like my worst the area of life I'm weakest in is like all of the adulting things, <laughs> you know? Yeah. The car insurance, the health insurance, all of that. What I d- I was supposed to get renters insurance at our old place and I never did. <laughs> babe bob and sue listen to our podcast they're do gonna they? be so mad oh uh sorry I, I it wasn't on purpose i wasn't like deviously <laughs> trying to like save a buck but i just completely forgot plus sometimes i, I forget we're not like married you know mm-hmm. so and like, i forget that like i have to do everything separately from you and right. then like there's a point at which i was like oh my god i never i never got renter's insurance i had it yeah
0: let's just say i had it and it would have covered both of us and
1: what's yours is mine so uh, all of our things are sorry what's mine is yours
0: (laughs) uh in this case yes right so um sorry bob sorry zoo (laughs) please forgive us i had it uh what's your positivity box
1: positivity box Um, you know, they're all going to be about food right now because I've just been making so many new recipes. This morning I made homemade bagels using my sourdough starter Mm. and I, I realized that the last time I made bagels was in college and I graduated college in 2013. So uh, this thing that I'm like super passionate about making bread, I fully just tabled for A long time in my life which makes me sad but it feels so it's it's interesting it's like if it's like a new feeling to be getting back into all of this but it also feels very old and comfortable do you know what i mean it feels like i'm doing something old and comfortable but in with a new mindset as in like i'm accepting this is part of my i don't know like not my personality but like yes i'm a chef i'm the person who makes these things i'm the person who approaches these things with like that student mind and gets obsessed and nerdy about it Mm -hmm. it's fun i want to make another batch of bagels using not sourdough starter
0: yeah and see how it how it differs without Mm -hmm. the fermentation yeah well as sarah was doing it this morning she was she was taste testing them and she was like they're just they're just not perfect Mm -hmm. but you didn't know exactly why so you were like i need to get my hands on some good bagels
1: yeah i've never had a new york bagel
0: have you not Mm-mm. I'm pretty sure my dad sent them to our apartment at Drexel.
1: No, no he sent them to you at work, I think. What? Mm-hmm. I didn't
0: bring one home for you?
1: I what don't. boyfriend I had, I was don't I? I don't think I had moved in with you yet. I think he sent them for you. It was like Q4 or something before I moved in. Oh. It was really busy. He sent you guys a bunch of bagels at work.
0: Right. I do remember that.
1: I did have a bagel from their freezer when we visited them. Yeah, okay. Right, but the point is I don't Not really have a... Yeah, like I just grew up eating like, you know grocery store bagels yeah so i'm not really sure and those are like very soft you know Mm -hmm. they're like dense and kind of soft
0: they're just not right yeah i mean a bagel has like six ingredients Mm. in the dough Mm. right and the grocery store have they like have 16 yeah right so i basically texted my dad and i was like will you overnight some new york bagels to us so he was like He was like, yeah, but I don't want to give you the bagels that are from the place around here. So I'm going to go to Country Hot and I'm going to get those for you. Oh, my God. So that's a bagel place in the town I grew up in, in Northport, which is like 20 minutes from where my parents live now. And he's like, I'll drive the (laughs) 20 minutes to get you the good bagels and overnight them. Wow. (laughs) To California. The
1: service.
0: Right. Impeccable. You know, he asked how many we wanted and I was like, oh, we just need like six. He's Mm -hmm. okay. I'll text him after we're done and I'll say, just do a dozen. It's, <laughs> if you're going to go through the trouble. He's like, sorry,
1: I already sent them. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> like within wow, the past hour. <laughs> that was fast.
0: <laughs> Glenn moves at lightning speed. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have New York bagels. We'll yeah. put them in the freezer. We'll give them to your mom and sister. Right. That's, that's, awesome.
1: that's one great thing about living with two extra people is that as I'm going through this like food person renaissance I have people to feed. My mom's like, "Oh, sorry, I ate a piece of your bread." I'm like, "Please eat all of it so, so I, can, I make can make more." Another one. Yeah, yeah. So the the bagels were good, but I I want to keep improving them.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, we we stopped by the store after we went for a jog this morning, and I got peanut butter and jelly because I've been craving peanut butter and jelly. But after this, I'm just going to go eat another bagel, I think.
1: Yeah, we made, I made cashew cream cheese. And this is the best batch of cashew cream cheese I've ever made. And it's because I've been using, in the past, I've been using the Vitamix, which is really not that great for small volumes of things. Like Mm -hmm. you want to make a small batch of cream cheese, you have to add, you'd have to add a lot of water in to make it smooth. We have this new like little ninja blender that has this like special whatever the details (laughs) the point is this small blender allowed me to make a small batch of cream cheese that is like completely smooth and it's just it's just right it's perfect
0: you know you glossed over the details but i think this is important because this is interesting, because I so many people have probably had this problem, yeah. And know this is not an ad for Ninja. <laughs> Our podcast is not sponsored by them. That would be cool, but imagine what Sarah is talking about is it's this little it's this little pitcher, and at, attached to it on the top is this little it's this thing you turn on the top, and on the inside. There are two, like, little arms that come down against the <laughs> sides of the cup. And as you twist it, it scrapes. It's like a paddle, yeah. Yeah, it, like, scrapes the sides so everything can, t- can continue to get mixed in. And it's just It's,
1: it's I think it, they invented it so you could make, like, really thick smoothie bowls or acai bowls, which is what we were initially using it for. But I use it for a lot of, like, dips now. And Eric makes hummus in it. It's Ooh, it's great.
0: We're soaking some chickpeas for hummus. I'm, yeah. I'm hungry. I'm hungry again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay so do you want to do our before? yeah yeah let's do that all right will you will you lead us into it
1: our, well, i feel like we just let our, let ourselves no, i into want you it. to do it i think it's time for us to do the <laughs> shout out.
0: okay great good job thank you i appreciate it <laughs> So our list of supporters is as follows, and if you want to be on this list, you can support us with a monthly donation through Anchor. So shout out to Inga Pfeiffer, Alexis May, Jennifer, a, a new addition, Samantha McIntyre, another new addition, Kevin Dooley, Nina Schmidt, Izzy, Anna Jureka, Megan Stewart, Dylan Shabin, and Sarah Creighton. The list is like gradually growing, and I'm very, mm. I'm very proud and pleased and thankful. I am too. So thank you, guys. We appreciate it.
1: I wanted to say that one thing that we spend the money from our supporters on Mm. is paying for the license for cover songs that we put on our Spotify and other streaming platforms. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if it'll be live by the time you're listening to this. Hopefully it is?
0: I think think it definitely might be.
1: (laughs) We have a new cover. We covered Phoebe Bridger's motion sickness. We really like it. We feel like her music it's not like you know it's kind of like similar to the kind of music i would want to create mm-hmm. in terms of like tone yeah so
0: it fits us very well and we did a cover that we're both super proud of right so you should be able to find that on all streaming platforms and put a video on youtube and uh Bandcamp and all those things and let us know what you think mm-hmm. so yeah so the money from you guys supporting uh goes to things like that into the topic. Mm -hmm. Do you have to pee per chance? Kind of. Go for it. Okay. I'm going to pee real quick.
1: We started this morning. Listen, I've been, another thing I've been making is tofu, homemade tofu. So I have this like seven pound bag of organic soybeans. I've been gradually going through and trying different recipes and methods for making the tofu. But this morning we had run out of um, soy milk, which every single morning I make us a little mocha pot latte. So we had run out of our usual silk soy milk, so I was like, okay, maybe I'll just try making homemade soy milk. Because until today, I'd used all the soy milk to make tofu. I'd never actually drunk it. So um, that was the first thing I did today was make a tiny little well, it's kind of a big batch, but it was a tiny amount of soybeans that made a lot of soy milk. And so started the morning out like that, and uh, it was okay. It, it was, was a fine. little strange. It's just not the same as store bought, you know there's a tastes like beans
0: there's yeah there's a very specific bean flavor to it
1: it's fine for your tofu it's not fine for your drinkies you know
0: it it was fine for your drinkies not preferred
1: yeah so i brought this up because we had the latte and then as soon as we got home from our run we made a big batch of fresh fruit juice
0: well i said to sarah i was like what if we went to the juice place around the corner and i bought us juice and Sarah was like, what if we go to the grocery store and buy stuff to make juice? Because, um, you know, mm-hmm. it's a quarter of the price to make your own.
1: And it's better.
0: It's, it was, it's pre- I'm still drinking it. It's so very good. So you've
1: got good. apple, ginger, carrot, oranges. Mm. Yeah, I wanted to put beets in, but I didn't.
0: I love it. Okay. So, I mean, the, the best segue into this topic is what you're doing right now with the soybeans and fermentation. Yeah. So as you guys know, this has been Sarah's thing for
1: obsession.
0: For how long? Just a few, a few weeks, I guess. Since
1: we got here, like yeah. pretty much right after we got here, I was like, "Oh damn! I don't know." Like I, I bought a sourdough starter and all the soybeans, and what else have I acquired? I'm waiting for water, my water kefir grains to arrive. I got another scoby on the way because <laughs> we, I dumped it out when we moved, but.
0: What else have you acquired? Have you acquired any more equipment? Or not really? I don't think
1: I have. I think I've been... I did get a fancy bamboo tofu press. A it's tofu so cute. mold.
0: It's so nice to look at. Yeah. But yeah, you're definitely in this little obsessive phase. And I don't really go through those. Mm-mm. Right? I kind of... Like I said, I kind of do everything all the time. But <laughs> I don't know. I want to kind of explore your what you do and then i want (laughs) to then i want to put it up against my my brain sure and my experience
1: i mean i think anyone who might be listening who has been following me for a few years will know this about me because i've just i feel i like i said i always thought it was something wrong with me i felt like i had no identity because I'd go through periods and this is not just with hobbies. This is with like things I want to do for a career. This is with people too, like my, in my relationships. Like I go through these periods of like obsession and then, and they they usually last for a couple months at a time, I would say. Um, And I just like, I'm eating, sleeping, breathing it. And then I end up kind of dropping it for another couple months. And it's very confusing when you don't when when you feel like you've wasted a bunch of time and resources like a lot of like the hobbies I've gone through you do need to you know buy certain things like certain equipment. If you want to be making a bunch of food from scratch you know you have to put in some investment in there. Um, so it's very like confusing when you are like wait I just <laughs> bought all this stuff and now I don't care about it right now but I I think I've come to realize that I'm on like a it's like a tide you know Mm. and I can just trust that it will come back again so for me the main things are obviously food music Mm -hmm. I would say like my interest in like psychology and spirituality those topics like there are periods where I just don't want to do or make anything and I just want to be reading all like about minds and and like psychology and counseling and stuff
0: do you think fitness is one of those things
1: i think fitness is hmm, i feel like fitness might kind of go hand in hand with the the Mm self-improvement piece of it like the spiritual piece of it because i feel like any any time i've gotten very into fitness it's been less about like my physical body and more about like kind of optimizing my mood so I can like be a better person, I guess. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah.
0: And just to clarify, like when Sarah says all these things, like an example is like she'll go through a phase like this where she's super excited about cooking and fermenting. I mean, we've been having discussions about this current phase and we've we've all but decided it's not just a phase, mom. Mm-hmm. And that you, this is like the stuff you're meant to be making and cooking Mm. and it's like really part of it's part of you you know yeah but there will be like i don't know you you'll go through a phase of cooking in a certain way and then you'll be like i don't i don't want to cook and then (laughs) i don't
1: want to cook at all and then we go through like our takeout phase right and i'm like i don't know i'm just working on the blog all day or something or
0: writing lyrics all day yeah right you're like i i am a musician
1: right and it, i you think the both, most is the answer right yeah i think the most the most telling sign for me is that <laughs> every time i switch interests the landscape of my instagram looks very my instagram like the accounts i'm following mm. it completely swaps out so i'm like when we were going through that really hardcore like music phase and I was like trying to practice piano like an hour to an hour and a half every day and I had switched my podcasts out to listening to that music introduction to music theory podcast and I like unfollowed all the fitness accounts that I was following on Instagram and followed a a bunch of musicians to see like how are they living their lives what are their story like what's their day-to-day look like how are they marketing themselves um And then, like, now it's like I've unfollowed all those accounts and I'm like, oh, I only follow people who make bread and, like, food and coffee and, like, all of that. So.
0: I mean, I, I just think the key for both of us around this, I mean, the key for basically everything in life, I feel like this is what I've been learning a lot every week as we do the podcast about these. I don't know. I feel like our topics over the last, since we've been here, basically, have been much more, they've been more solidly like figuring shit out Mm -hmm. and not just like talking about stuff. You know, like I I feel like we've been learning a lot. I mean, hopefully the listeners have, but we've been learning a lot about ourselves and the world. And I feel like it just keeps coming back to balance, Mm -hmm. right? So the way I can perspectivize this (laughs) is... I've always been consistent with all the things I'm interested in but not balanced and that's what I'm trying to learn right so I've always done music cooking's not that's your thing in our relationship right and it's never been a thing I tried to like excel at really Mm -hmm. but like the other thing is kind of it's fitness right so I've gone through phases where like all I watch is fitness YouTube and nutrition YouTube. And I'm right. Yeah, I've
1: been there. Yeah.
0: And, and I'm writing out like, like my progression of lifting workouts and like how much weight I'm going to add every Mm -hmm. week or it's running and I'm trying to figure out how I could become a better runner and improve my times and my distance and everything. And it's just, I was trying, I've tried to be like an A plus student at, different things at the same time and Mm. i've had to learn that it's just not it's just not that easy right Mm. and like other things will suffer because of that so sarah kind of switches from one to the other and puts all in one thing or the other and i kind of uh try to do it all at the same time so what this looks like for me is i've when it comes to running i've kind of just taken a step back and stop caring so much about it outside of the time that I'm running. Mm-hmm. Now we go to the park and I have like set up my watch and put put my headphones in and get a podcast going and then I'll be like, "Okay, what am I doing? Am I trying to go fast?" Yada yada yada. I don't really spend so much time on it outside of doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's helped me a lot because now like th- there's no reason I should be trying to figure out how I can become a better runner when I'm really just doing it to be healthier, you know, like there's that time, that time being spent on that could be spent, I don't know, writing a blog post Mm -hmm. about podcasting. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, which is not to say that you might not go through a phase in the future where it becomes really important to you again and you feel like, right, because we all go through those phases where we're like genuinely really curious about something new Mm -hmm. or about um, kind of like reopening something we used to care about a lot before. Um, but I think the important thing is realizing that you don't have to be a hundred percent all the time. And you should really only be doing things with discipline to the extent that it's enriching your life, right? Mm-hmm. And it, this is it comes down to kind of like that self awareness piece again. Because you could be doing Like a a variety of different people could be doing one activity for a variety of different reasons and ascribing a variety of different meanings to it. And like, it's just really important to understand why your, your motivations for doing certain things with discipline. So I guess something... Eric and I were talking about was like my kind of like rocky relationship with fitness which I used to be very obsessed with uh, like a couple of years back and even maybe for a period last year but it's important to note that when I was going through those phases it felt like very genuine like I would go through the phase where I was again like all of my content I was following on Instagram and YouTube was fitness and I was like Really interested in the science behind it and about sports nutrition, um, and that's kind of when I signed up for the what is it NASM National oh, Academy yeah. of Sports Medicine. I signed up and paid for um, a personal training certification course because I was so interested in it. Um, see, so see, this is an, like an example of how like I get into these phases and then I make like large investments of money and then sometimes they don't end up being you know, things that are like really at the core of who I am. And then I kind of abandoned them and it is upsetting, <laughs> a little demoralizing. But some of those things I think are really important to me or end up being really important to me. So, but I was talking to Eric about how like it was really important for me to go through that, that period of obsession because it, I learned a lot about myself. I proved to myself that I could get strong, that I wasn't like the person I had thought I was all throughout like high school and stuff. I was like weak and not outdoorsy. So I like grew a lot from that. And then I realized that now if I were to keep working out with that same intensity, it wouldn't have the same meaning because mostly I'd be doing it in order to just like look a certain way and, and not just like there's nothing wrong with wanting to look a certain way. I think it's important to have those goals but it would it's almost like looking at the difference between embracing something versus running away from the opposite of it. It's not about like, it wouldn't be about embracing like a stronger, more fit body. It would be more out of like running away from looking a, a different way, right? Mm-hmm. Like just not being at peace with how bodies change, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, what comes to mind is it's it's definitely important to learn the things you want to learn more about right so i'm not saying if I, I i don't i don't know if you're if you're really good at one particular thing and you're like i want to start a youtube channel about it but i don't know how to film stuff like yes you can absolutely get go into a phase where you learn a ton about equipment and how to film and edit and stuff right um but i think i think for me what i realized is that my, all of my all of my hobbies were suffering because i was trying to put so much into all of them right so i i i really feel like now that i've just kind of said yeah we'll go to the gym whenever we want to and like yeah i'll run and i'll naturally get faster and i'll in the moment i'll push myself you know mm-hmm. instead of like thinking about it kind of constantly i'm like i'm a better musician i have I can like focus on work and make better things for clients. And -hmm. it's just like, it's just, it's a little bit more balanced now. Yeah. And I'm, I'm better for it.
1: Right. But isn't it interesting? So I think this concept of balance is something that it can be tricky to understand because if you're listening to a lot of self-development, like content and stuff by, um, you know the entrepreneurs who are like life hacking stuff like you think that balance like we've ta- we said earlier is like having all these things that you're excelling at and you're putting the same like you're putting an hour here an hour there and it's like you look at a, a video about a morning routine and a nighttime routine and you keep just adding all of these different layers and accessories. To, to like optimize your life. And then like every single minute of your day is planned. And if you miss any one piece of that routine, then you feel like you failed or you're, like your entire sense of balance is thrown into question. And I think and I, you know, I think the most important thing that we're coming to realize is that like there's all of these different uh, recipes for success. And you just have to find yours because, again, like what works for one person is not going to work the same way for everyone. So like Eric and I, I feel, are two examples of kind of different extremes of approaching things. And I always assumed that because there were periods where I wasn't genuinely compelled to pursue certain interests that I was just I don't know. I just thought that it made me honestly, I thought it kind of made me a bad person. Like, I wasn't showing the right amount of discipline. But I think the important thing to realize is just everyone is so different. And it feels better to me to just let myself go down those rabbit holes, you know? Mm-hmm. Where I, like, at, like in the middle of the night, all I'm thinking about is, like, what I'm going to cook the next day. And sometimes there are periods where all I'm thinking about at night is how to finish a lyric for a song. And so... I feel like anytime you kind of try to really fight your nature uh i don't know it doesn't work it doesn't it doesn't usually work
0: but it's it's fascinating to think about this specifically from your perspective because it makes sense as to why you specifically can like kind of jump from thing to thing because it's like in in the field that you are in the field that you're in you could you, you could pivot to a few different things like if you wanted to right like if you wanted to do more fitness stuff like your brand and channel could go from vegan cooking to like mm-hmm. vegan fitness and nutrition and it's like it's in the same category but you're doing something different you know where it's like mm-hmm. if i wanted to transition to focusing on fitness and nutrition that's like a whole different field Mm. that i would i would be in you know and if you're like oh yeah like all i want to do is like fermentation projects and this and that or oh all i want to do is i i don't even know some other kind of cooking it's like you can go back and forth because it all fits under the umbrella of your job so Mm. it's like it's a little that's why you can kind of do that i think does that make
1: sense yeah i guess that does make sense but also i think it's more so that because I am that way fundamentally, (laughs) I ended up creating a career that is amenable to it, Mm -hmm. to that way of being, right? Whereas you've never really wanted a different career other than music. Do you know what I mean? Right. So it would be (laughs) really bad if all of a sudden you were like, yeah, I'm not going to touch music for a while, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Yeah. Um, And I just remember like a few months ago, I feel like maybe longer, you told me you're like, were like you've been trying to like get better and better at running like you said something like oh like as long as i've known you or something you know and i'm like that's really interesting and it's because i kind of like try to go 100 percent and then i'm like this sucks i'm gonna just lift weights all the time instead mm-hmm. and then i do that for a few months and i'm like this sucks i'm gonna run you know and i just like go back and forth and i never really get particularly good at either thing yeah but now that I've like fitted into our lifestyle more Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I'm just naturally getting better and I feel better and I think I look a little better. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm, it's adding to, it's adding to the overall quality of my life, Mm -hmm. including what I should be and am focusing on, which is music and blog posts and stuff for clients. Right. Right. It's like, instead of it getting in the way of my brain space mm-hmm. it's adding to it because like yeah. i feel good i look good well you know mm-hmm. <laughs> you do and it's just like yeah, it boosts your self-esteem when you're like yeah. oh I, I did a good run and like it's it's helping me it's instead of hurting me like it right. should be because it's exercise and it's supposed to be good for you mm-hmm. do i have any more hobbies
1: well that's that's interesting that like, when you say that the exercise is cut is in <laughs> In a perfect world, we're doing exercise to support our life and our work and our hobbies and our, mm-hmm. you know, but, but it's not always the case. Right. Again, because you have to be critical of why you're doing something.
0: Yeah. I mean, me, like, I feel like a lot of people, dare I say most people, mm-hmm. get into working out because they don't like
1: how themselves. they look. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's also another part of it. We should definitely do an episode about fitness and like what it means to us and mm-hmm. why we do it and how it affects our brains right but yeah I, I think definitely just taking a step back from it and just doing it as i as i yeah. want to yeah has contributed greatly
1: right and i definitely think your personality is such that like if you don't feel you know it, it just like this idea of what's motivating you is really important mm. and you usually don't get positive results if you're coming if you're motivated by a negative you know running away from a negative outcome mm-hmm. rather than just doing something for the love of it or for you know the, the yeah. challenge being the reward in itself
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely so i i mean i said this like a minute ago but do i have any other hobbies <laughs> i'm like trying to think of like what i do and i can only come up with music and fitness
1: well, that's that's the thing, right? I mean, yeah. you love sports, just I like do love like watching spectators, sports. like baseball mostly.
0: There's nothing I love more than working on something, like working on a theme song for a client, and having the Mets on on mute, just like on a different screen. Mm-hmm. There's nothing better, honestly. <laughs> so this leads me to want to ask you, how do you like? I mean, I know the answer, but do you feel like what you're currently heavily interested in, heavily interested in, is something more sustainable? Mm-hmm. I'm only speaking like this because it's. I'm just asking it for the sake of... Your
1: talk show persona, right, voice. right. Yeah. So, going back to how I've said that in the past, every time my interests have really drastically shifted, I've really beaten myself up and because I had this thought of like being a successful person being a successful you know creator or business owner whatever I had this image of those things being like so stable in who they are um, that I, I almost felt like I had to cut off the other things for good Like I I closed the door back to them, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I remember there was a period where I really, I think I even made a video about how I was really sad (laughs) because I was really not passionate about food anymore. And I was like, I don't want to be a food blogger because I, I think about like a food blogger being like, you know, the person who's testing recipes rigorously and is really consistent with an upload schedule is this
0: where we talk about jasmine and chris
1: (laughs) hi jasmine and chris the
0: the prerequisite for every episode
1: Mm -hmm. so yeah or like i was thinking at the time like hot for food lauren toyota had released her book and i was like oh my god like is this the future of my career if i keep going on this path where i'm like going on a book tour for a cookbook and at the time i really didn't care about food that much so i was like absolutely not so I was like, it must mean that I was just wrong before. I was just kind of like deluding myself into thinking I was this cooking personality because it was my career that I had landed in. But I'm really a writer. I'm really like an artist. I'm, I I want to be a musician. I want to write music, and uh, have a poetry book and go on that kind of book tour. And so when I when I had that switch not only did I assume that I had been completely wrong for ever having been interested in food, but like I kind of told myself I couldn't go back for a while. Mm. And so then for the next like few years, I want to say I was just like really trying to make the other thing happen, but not really. Do you know what I mean? It's like when you, when you tell yourself that you want something wholeheartedly, but, like, your subconscious knows you don't, like, that what you're trying to build is is just not right, that like, you're missing a piece or you're deluding yourself, you kind of end up sabotaging yourself. So I was just stuck in this spiral of, like, well, I really don't want to be a food blogger, a food personality, but I really don't want to be a musician because, like, there's pieces of that equation that just don't fit with me. Maybe I just... And this was causing me so much anguish that then I was, like, pushed into this, like, spiritual world. And I'm, like, flying off and doing ayahuasca in Costa Rica. And I'm, like, I actually, I have to be, like, a life coach or, like, you know, an astrologer or, like, a human design reader. Because I want to help people understand their pain and, like, transform it into something better.
0: Yeah.
1: And then I'm, like, well, I'm not really interested in that anymore. So <laughs> so every time it's, like, I'm evicting my – it's, like, I'm – um. I'm thinking of like uh, when you put smoke into a den, you know, Mm. and the animal like evacuates it, leaving no space for it to go back to. And then I'm just like out in the world and and I'm like, I don't know. I don't like anything, you know? Yeah. Because and, and, and it's only now, like literally this past month, getting back into food for the first time since like I started my channel and like. I'm, I'm I'm, realizing I never had to like fully vacate this like if you think about it as like that den you know mm-hmm. like you can just move between them and come back to them whenever you feel like divinely inspired to and everything is still there for you do you know what I mean like I made bagels for the first time since college and all of the knowledge was still there and it felt like picking up a book that i left there for myself so i feel like when you think about it that way that you can always go back but you don't have to be there out of obligation it makes it much lighter and more cozy
0: i mean sometimes we we just don't know who we are or what we're supposed to do (laughs) like we think we do you know i've i ever since i was a child wanted to be a rock star Right. I always wanted to make a lot of music and have a lot of fans and go on tour and everything that goes along with being a rock star. And I mean, it's literally like last week we were talking about this together and we were like, do we want to do that? Mm. Like, I still don't know. Like the answer is still not there. It's still not apparent or clear, you know. I'm like, well maybe I maybe my ideal position in life mm-hmm. is to be a freelance musician and like, you know, like I said, I think it was last week we talked about it. Maybe I will get work on a TV show mm-hmm. or score a video game or something and like that'll be my job. I get to make music for a living, but I get to do it in my house mm-hmm. and Sarah's there. And we have a garden in the backyard and we don't have to worry about being away from home or being sad Mm -hmm. because we've heard a lot of musicians say like, oh, I I really always wanted to go on tour. Then I went on tour and it sucked, but (laughs) it always sucks. But I still do it because I love it, but it sucks. And I'm like, what? 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 Hold on. And it's like, like I said, I don't know. Maybe we don't want to do that. Maybe that's going to be too hard for us, Mm -hmm. but we don't know until we do it
1: right and that's why we keep revisiting this topic or this idea of setting like a next step that is close like that's attainable from you know like it's like um what can you reach from here uh and maybe you do have like a series of or a few larger like goals or people who are, like, vastly successful in one particular way that are role models to you, but you can't really, right? Like, each of us, no matter if we have a role model or not, like, each of us is going somewhere no one's been before, right? And you can always, you can go backwards, but you can't, you can't know if you absolutely, you know, You don't know your end destination 100% because it doesn't exist yet. So I think it's it's about finding that balance between being open to newness and a little bit of discomfort and new possibilities, but also being comfortable setting boundaries and saying this is definitely right because it's sometimes it's easier to know what you want just by experiencing what you don't want. And, like, that's why we give meaning to pain, right? We give meaning to, like, the contrast that we, that becomes apparent when we are in a job we hate or in a relationship that feels bad or we say things about ourselves to ourselves that don't feel true. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm.
0: Like, sometimes how I think the podcast is, like, for... No damn reason we do the <laughs> podcast. And then we have conversations and I'm like... Like every week we, we have a conversation and I'm like, huh, I feel better. <laughs> so like people listening probably got something out of it too. Yeah. You know, like I learned so much from us just talking about this mm-hmm. on air. But I think I think it all boils down to like, like I said, none of us know what we're supposed to be doing sometimes. And we sometimes we think the answer is really clear and it's not. Mm-hmm. So...
1: Well, I don't think it ever is super. I think like what's not us is oftentimes very clear. Like I know I'm not supposed to be a doctor. Sometimes what what like clouds that up is what you think other people want you to be. But usually if you tap in, you can tell what you are not. But maybe there's a couple of possibilities as to what you are or like what feels in alignment for you. And then within that, you just have to be flexible and, and move through those things at whatever pace feels good to you. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And try to find the right balance of, hmm, am I putting too much energy into this and it's actually hurting my life in some way? Right. And I need to just like chill out with it for a second and focus my energy on this thing instead.
1: Right. I was listening, I forget which podcast it was, but someone was talking about how, again, you have this thought of, uh, like, like we there's this misconception that balance looks like just being so good at everything, just balancing, like, personal life and health and fitness and career all, like, perfectly. And they made a point that when you're riding a bike, what it means to be in balance it actually means like kind of to stay in motion and to get anywhere, you have to deliberately throw yourself out of balance by turning, you know, by mm-hmm. tilting one way or another. Yeah. And that's really the only way that you're going to make direct, make, 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 um, what's the word? I feel very jittery right now, even though I don't have that much caffeine. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the only way you can make progress in a given direction yeah. is by disrupting balance. Mm-hmm. um it's like a very finely tuned system right
0: yeah that that metaphor kind of blew my mind the other day when you told me about yeah. it yeah i was like huh bikes only go forward <laughs>
1: <laughs> right because if if everything is pulling or exerting pressure in proportion to one another then you're not moving just by definition yeah yeah and so yeah, I mean this this topic is just about I think the most useful thing about our podcast is that we're two different people who have similar values but we're just both so different. Mm-hmm. And I think I think my our job here is to kind of show other people that it's okay to be as they are. So if you are like me and you find yourself like kind of going through hobbies in a like disjointed sort of fashion like maybe you can bring some you know like be gentle with yourself through that and kind of accept that maybe it's not a flaw but it's just allowing you to kind of optimize whatever you're doing in whatever phase if you do lean into it or you could be like eric
0: where you want to be the best at everything (laughs) and and again this is just for me but Maybe you also have to say like, you know what, I want to be the best at this thing. For me, it's like, I want to be the guy that when someone, when a professional is, oh, this actor is starting a podcast, they're going to call me for their theme song or something. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like at some point I had to accept, okay, well, there are things that you can be good at, but you're not going to be the best at. Mm. So, and that really helps you. It helps you succeed. And by you, I mean me. It helps me succeed. And maybe you're like me. You're never satisfied.
1: (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah, I guess it is also about asking, like, what would you hope to be remembered for? Or what would you hope would be the first thing that someone says about you if someone goes, oh, Eric, who is that guy? Tell me about him. Mm -hmm. You know, he's a musician. He might not be, you know, world class, you know, uh, sourdough bread maker (laughs) or... Whatever. It could
0: be. I'm coming for you.
1: Right? And Sarah is not, you know, a great powerlifter. Mm. Competitive powerlifter. I I like to think about when we talk about falling in and out of different hobbies, at different frequencies, like Eric is going through all of the things he likes every single day and maybe for me it's like every sing every few months. Like I I like to think about it like you know how different colors, like different colors of light they're differentiated by their wavelengths you know and it's like i feel like that's how people are it's like each of us has our own specific wavelength and if we're comparing you know if you're comparing blue to red they're not the same but they're both both of them are someone's favorite color do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and it's like it's about leaning into whatever your wavelength is
0: you're my favorite color
1: really Mm -hmm. (laughs) thanks you're welcome
0: i mean and let me just say like how i just described myself and said if you're like me you might want to do this i mean maybe you are the kind of person who you thrive by being like heavily invested in like eight things at the same time and you happen to excel at every single one of them yeah so i mean i don't know who am i to say
1: right right that's that, that is important to note and if any of you are like that and want to send this uh an email (laughs) about like how you just have, like I can just picture this person who's just like full of energy and is just like, I kind of think of like my aunt, you know, Mm. who's like always had so many different hobbies and they're constantly changing. And that is like very in keeping with her personality and like her energy. And I feel like I'm, I'm certain there are those types of people. And it makes sense that you're like kind of like medium Mm -hmm. in terms of like like speed of like changing interests and i'm like extremely slow Mm -hmm. it just matches my personality do you know what i mean And it matches mine yeah yeah you have like a lot more like stamina like Mm -hmm. energy throughout each given day and i also have to like be pausing just throughout my day
0: it's our genetic it's our um, (laughs) what is it called our human design
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. doesn't that Mm -hmm.
0: perfectly like align with (laughs) that thought
1: right Mm
0: -hmm. i'm a manifesting generator and sarah is a projector (laughs) look it up it's fascinating yeah but yeah i mean is there anything else you want to you want to touch on
1: oh not really i think i think we got it across i I would have thought it would have taken longer but i also feel like anyone who's just followed us like the journey kind of speaks for itself like you've definitely heard me in the past be like yep done with cooking Mm -hmm. done with music and now i'm just like no i'm just like i'm not prioritizing certain things right now yeah and i'm still like you know i still sing all the time around the house but i'm not making it like like a structured uh, i don't know Mm -hmm. part of my day yeah yeah because and i think the other thing is that sometimes like like Multiple things can be an expression of you, and multiple things can be equally important, just not at the same time. You know, like if you have multiple children, you like sometimes you're you're talking to one of them, sometimes you're taking one of them, yeah, on a play date, and or, just like you know, yeah. just like
0: having multiple children, you have a favorite, you just don't <laughs> tell them, right? So my favorite is music, <laughs> but I won't tell it sure right you know speaking of this whole energy thing and like how we both operate i know exactly what's going to happen when we stop recording what we're going to go eat a snack you're going to come upstairs you're going to lay in the bed you're going to take a little snooze
1: i have been taking a lot of naps lately and i'm going to keep
0: and i'm going to keep working on this blog post Hmm. i'm trying to get a few blog posts about audio production written before i publish any of them Mm -hmm. so there's not just like one Okay, so I'm gonna ke- I'm gonna keep working on that, and you're gonna maybe. be like, mm.
1: maybe. I feel I don't know. I feel like this is gonna have come through the podcast, but I feel very jittery. Maybe you like, should go for amped. another run. Like I feel kind of anxious today. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like I overcaffeinated, but I didn't because I have the same amount of coffee every day. Yeah. Um, I think it's just because I'm a little stressed about okay. some holiday deadlines, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which you know. See, like this, this whole thing working with sponsors and such is part of the reason why I tell myself I don't like, f- don't want to be a food person because I'm like, oh, being a food blogger comes along with all this stuff I don't really want to do.
0: And it's not, it's not the food's fault. It's not. It's, it's the media personalities' yeah. fault.
1: Right. So then I'm like, oh, I got to put all my eggs in a different basket so, to get out of this hellhole. But like, what if I just actually prioritize? Like, what if all along, over the past five years, I had just been like, I love food. <laughs> and I, I didn't stop for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. And I just got better and better and better. And now I'm, I, I'm like a master chef. And I don't have to work with sponsors. Right. You know, you know, that's so, another thing. A whole nother episode, like, are doing, dropping things for the right reasons.
0: I actually read a post about this on Reddit the other day. But the, someone asked a question about, quote unquote, master chefs. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like the chefs you see at like, um, like on Chef's Table on Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, someone was like, they actually don't make that much money like the most lucrative part of being a master chef is when you get like a tv deal mm-hmm. or you start like a chain of restaurants and people know you right you know which is um just i just wanted to throw that out there
1: yeah we watched part of do i don't think we got all the way through it we did we watched an episode of did we we watched We watched the first two. one mm-hmm. it was a woman who. Eh.
0: she's the head chef at anaka in yeah, Los Angeles
1: and Naka, and we p- picked it because I wanted to see a female chef on Chef's Table.
0: You want to see a, an Asian female chef, yeah, <laughs> specifically. I've
1: been super into Asian food, like, <laughs>
0: you're gonna say people,
1: I know people, yeah, Asian people, you know. Um,
0: well, that represents you.
1: <laughs> I, I people don't like when you say like Asian as like a monolith, like, mm. but like in general, like I've been researching a lot of like Chinese food, Sichuan food korean food and oh i think i'm gonna get myself this vegan japanese book but it's like the only kind of food i really want to be eating now like i don't even want to make like um traditional thanksgiving food this year i just doesn't feel i want sarah
0: to make lumpia which are (laughs) like uh to generalize they're like filipino egg rolls
1: sure yeah we make uh, growing up because I'm half Filipino, we'd always make pancit, which is a noodle dish because noodles are for a long life. And we'd make lumpia. That's like the party food. So it was my sister's birthday recently. We, I made both those and I veganized them. It was pretty trivial to veganize actually thanks yeah. to impossible meat, but it was really good. First time Eric had had them. So I think we're going to make pancit again this week.
0: Holy shit. Also, real quick, <laughs> we also made bao. Oh, yeah. With impossible meat. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it was so good. If you don't know what Bauer, they're like, they're like these, I mean, they're little when they go in and they're pretty big when they come out, (laughs) but they're steamed buns full of traditionally like pork and Mm -hmm. other things and sauces. Oh man, oh man. It was good. good.
1: Yeah. It was very satisfying. It's like just, that's what I love about food. Like making food from scratch is like, it's so just rewarding. And I feel like you're transmitting, like you're transforming all of the like positive intention into food which you then eat so then you are made of like love you know what i mean Mm -hmm. you're just made out of love yeah it's great
0: and part of that for us is not eating animals because (laughs) that kind of ruins everything you just said about food
1: me
0: (laughs) you know it ruins that whole yeah concept of like bringing amazingness into your body
1: Mm. you know yeah, I mean, in the Western food system, I would say definitely. Right. It's hard to yeah. Right.
0: Anyway, thanks for listening to us uh, <laughs> go on that little tangent for the last ten minutes. Um, we appreciate you listening, and we'll talk to you next week. And check out our cover of Phoebe Bridgers is <laughs> Phoebe Bridgers motion sickness wherever you find your music. Bye. Bye.